Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there, and welcome to Dudes on Hockey Podcast. I'm Mike. That's Doug. How you doing, dude? Doing good, dude. How are you? I'm good. It's been a while since we've been in the Dudes on Hockey studio. Thank God we've got a lot of great stuff to talk about. Oh, yeah. Only good news this time. Ah, <laughs> uh, the sky is falling, yes, dude. dude. It's falling. It's a crumbling and in big pieces, too. It is. It is. There's shrapnel everywhere. It is starting. Sort of what we feared was going to happen uh-huh. is happening and even those who had the rosiest of colored glasses on at the beginning of the year, I'm not sure anyone can keep those glasses out right now, dude. I it's, think a uh, lot of people are having trouble. It's it's not good times in San Jose right now. And even management seems to start to be agreeing that things are not good. <laughs> things are not good. Things are not good. That's putting it mildly. We were saying before we started recording that is it even worth discussing any of the games because, (laughs) you know, before we recorded this last one, we were entering a stretch where the Sharks were going to be playing five of the worst teams in the NHL, Uh if not the five worst, although I suppose Edmonton is not in that group. And they somehow managed to lose four of those five games dude (laughs) yeah and and i don't really care that they got four points because those points were garbage i mean they were just (laughs) garbage points and right such a disappointing stretch here dude we we got swept for the season by florida and buffalo and (laughs) i know those teams are not good those teams they are not good they are not good teams no. And there's no way you can look at that in any sort of positive light. Not yeah. one shred of possibility. <laughs> I I guess we have to conclude at this point the Sharks are not a good team. Is there any other way around it? I mean, can is there any filter or frame that we can put around the San Jose Sharks right now that leads us to believe that they're anything other than a below average team? They're no, an, they're no. a team out of the playoffs right now, and I'd say that's completely justified. Absolutely, and I don't know who's surprised. I mean, I don't know if I thought they would be below average, but when they kept everything the same, I think we were trying to talk ourselves into it. Maybe a little <laughs> bit at the beginning of the year. Yeah, we were. But I, I don't know. How did anybody think that keeping the same group together and then through some sort of trip to Oz or Tahoe, I guess, <laughs> is going to magically cure everything because they went to Tahoe for four days? Yeah. It doesn't matter. This team together we, as a group mm-hmm. is not working. And Cal Neva isn't even open. <laughs> I mean, come on. Dude, we've got so many emails we do. to look at today. So I guess we should just jump right in. And of course, you know, we've got uh, should we start with the two trade? major roster moves. Yeah, we got major. Ro- should we start there or should we? Whatever. Whatever you want to do. Dude. I mean, we, we have to talk. Some- 
we have to talk about the trade. First. Okay, let's do it. I, I think we absolutely have to. Obviously, those all you know, Sharks fans that are very much up on Sharks news know that Jason Demers is gone, uh, traded to the Dallas Stars for Brendan Dillon, along with the third round draft pick, and the Sharks agree to take part of Demers's salary, right? A third of it, or something roughly. I think it was thirty percent. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, the Sharks give up. A fair amount for this 24-year-old left-handed defenseman that plays defense, at least, unless Demers. <laughs> I guess we can we can be happy for that. Uh, I guess Patrick has the first word. He sent us an email saying, I've seen many mixed reactions. Some look at the trade as an upgrade, an attempt to make it a better hockey club. Others view this as the beginning of the end where Demers is the first of many moves that will happen in the near future. Is this a salary dump rebuild? Or is this the team uh, and GM really trying to get better this year and refresh win now? How bad does it have to get before coaches or more players are moved? We just got swept by Florida and Buffalo. That happened. Well, dude. How, um, how would you characterize this trade, dude? What is it? I would not characterize this as a... Oh, gosh, this is tough. I, I hate to say this. Can I say it's both? I think it is both, dude, and let me explain why. It is a salary dump in a way because the Sharks had to eat part of this contract, which looks awful. I mean, this deal, mm-hmm. the way Damaris was playing, he was supposed to replace Dan Boyle. Yeah. And he had like four points and was god awful on both ends of the ice and couldn't even play every night. Right. He was a he was a bucket of turds, dude. <laughs> and um and wasn't really showing any signs of getting any better. And at three point four million, that's a terrible, terrible deal, right? Can't even stay in the lineup. The reason why I say it is sort of a, I guess you characterize it win now, is that you know Dylan is a good player. He's a legitimate NHL defenseman mm-hmm. that every team in the NHL would want to play at some point in their you know bottom two pairs, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this is a guy who is much more reliable than Demers. So it's not like you, ch- if they traded Demers for, you know, a fifth round pick, then you say that's a dump. But I think because this is a, a player for player move, plus you had to throw in the pick. Do you interpret the pick as being, you have to take this pick you, we, you have to give us a pick. Dallas says you have to give us a pick because we're absorbing this terrible contract or you have to give us a pick because we're giving you back the better player. Which one do you see it as? I took it as we're, you're giving us the pick because we're giving you the better player. Um, you know, Demersa did have a good year last year in his, you know, he did play 20 of what, 23 games, uh, or maybe 22 games. So he really right. was only scratched a couple of times. But, you know, he was a minus six. Well, not not good. <laughs> Dylan was acquired to be a shark for several years, I believe. Yes. They, they, yeah. They're not acquiring this guy who they're going to have his rights. He'll be restricted. He's going to be owed. You know, this guy is probably going to make... You know, probably what Tamaris is making next year, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know if I go that I, high. I, he's going to make three, probably. Okay. You know, um, and they seemed really interested in having a 
righty lefty combination. Mm-hmm. So this solved that problem. I mean, in terms of looking at Dylan's career so far, dude, and then Dylan in his debut in that wonderful shootout loss to Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what did you see from him in that first game? And what, what do you know about him in terms of how do you feel about this trade? He's a, he's a big kid. Okay. Right. right. Obviously he's got size. He's willing to hit people, which is not something that actually we see from much of the defensive core at all. And that might very well have been a part that sure. Doug Wilson wanted to add. I mean, and not really mentioned so far right. in, you know, he's been focusing on the righty lefty pairing. I mean, he is much more physical than any of the other defensemen that we have. Right. For sure. That's true. That's true. And, you know, he's he's certainly more of a stay-at-home defenseman. He did have, um, you know, what, 20-something points last year, which is, which is de- you know, really decent for a defenseman, especially one that isn't seen as an offensive defenseman and plays a lot of power play time. So, you know, this is certainly a move to get better defensively. I think I sort of took it as part that, I think they're going to play him with uh, with Burns, right? They played him with Burns. And, you know, Burns, admittedly, while scoring a lot, is minus seven. I mean, he's making he's making mistakes, Brent Burns, defensively. He's making some serious mistakes. And maybe it's sort of, okay, we got to nail this thing down. We can't just have a bunch of rovers out there. we got to have someone who could actually play defense. Mm-hmm. So... Dylan with, you know, uh, fitting right in with a minus two in his first game. Well, so. that game just sucked. <laughs> yeah, you can't put anything on him. He's trying to figure out what the hell's going on, you know. He did, but, play, he did play over 21 minutes. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they want to play. I think they want to play him. And, you know, I I like his game right now more than I like Demers' games. Like, Demers had seemed to have a high-risk, little-reward type of game this season. Although he did score, of course, in his first game with, with Dallas. So but that's exactly the kind of player they need. They need a guy to go out there and be freewheeling. They need a Brent Burns in Dallas. But we didn't, he wasn't even being freewheeling here. Right. Like, he was just being lousy. Lousy wheeling. <laughs> yeah. And the thing with Demers, which this goes into the bigger picture with the Sharks, is we've been cracking jokes about this guy for, like, the last four years when he took the sniper fall against the Blackhawks, remember? Yeah. I mean, this guy is not exactly the pillar of responsibility, <laughs> no. you know? And he's kind of has a reputation of being one of the fun-loving, good-time guys who just has got a great personality and likes to joke around and, you know, hee-haw, hee-haw. You know, I love, right. you know, shirtless Joe and, you know, all that great stuff. And purging him from that locker room. I think there needs to be a few more of those guys who it's time to go, dude, because clearly this whole situation, it's not working and moving a guy like that, a popular guy on the team. Mm -hmm. It, it could maybe wake some people up or it could just be the beginning of trying to completely change that, you know, goofball hee-haw kind of culture that seems to be surrounding the team still a little bit. And speaking of that, another one of those guys, Mm -hmm. Adam Burrish is now riding a bus in Worcester. Yeah. Waved. I guess guess he he cleared. Did he clear? He did clear, which I I thought it was hilarious. Todd McClellan's like, I fully expect someone to claim him. You do? (laughs) 
<laughs> really? At, I mean, maybe at 500,000, someone might claim him. Yeah. At 1.6 for the next, for two more years? Yeah, there's no chance. Wow. I want to know what, what's, whatever Todd McClellan's drinking. Yeah. Give me some, because th- there's no way no one's going to claim him. They, sh- they could have waived him at the beginning of the year and no one would take him. That's true. It's true. And, and, you know, I guess, I guess they'll assign him. He's there. Okay. So he's going to ride the bus. And- yeah, and he'll report. He's going to count against the cap, and he'll collect his check. And, you know, if he plays well, I mean, maybe somebody will be interested in having him be a part of their team. But And who knows, dude? Maybe he'll end up back in San Jose at some point. Possible. But, but I hope not. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he hasn't demonstrated that he should be a shark. He hasn't contributed really anything. And I would way rather see Barclay Goudreau play those minutes and someone like Freddie Hamilton or someone like that come up and and play those minutes than watch Burrish lumber around. Now, the question is, are they just clearing room for Mike Brown? You know what I mean? And the John Scott thing, don't even get me started on this crap, dude. (laughs) What? This guy, he's played six games. I mean, what's the point of bringing this guy here? This guy, he should be waived too. I, I'm i just glad he's only played six games. He, should, he shouldn't be here. <laughs> like, this is so stupid. I know. It, it was, at first it was stupid, and then it was kind of funny, but now it's just stupid. Like, Yeah. You're going to give this guy a million dollars, and he's not going to play. He's not even playing. He can't even. He, he sucks. It took you guys now. You realize he sucks? <laughs> like, it was an ample film. And I was having a conversation with some of this about today, and they're like, how much longer do McClellan and Wilson get a free pass? And I said, I think they have an infinite free pass. I think they've got naked pictures of Hassan Plotner. <laughs> I don't know what how you look at the list, dude. Yeah. It's bad. The Demers contract, bad. The Burrish contract, bad. The John Scott contract, bad. Mm-hmm. Making the statements. Mike Brown. Mike, contra- Mike Brown contract, bad. Making the statements in this off season about how we're going to change the culture of the team and then not following through with it bad. Uh, basically trying to force George Thornton out of San Jose and not being able to pull it off bad and um, saying they're going to have leadership with the young players and then alienating your best young player in Logan Couture bad. So right now they get an F they get a full blown F from me, dude. And I'm getting angry. <laughs> I can see I, it. The more I'm talking about I it. I am angry. I know. Because at least have a freaking direction. If you're going to suck, have a direction. Right. They have no direction and they suck. Right. That's that's what's way worse is is these guys are they're they're sucking and it's not in service of anything. It's one thing to suck because you want to play uh, Matt Tennyson, who I guess they called up. Right. And here's the thing. You know, when we traded for Scott Hannon, I defended it. I like Scott Hannon. I still like Scott Hannon. In the moment, in that moment, for the purpose he was going to serve two years ago. Right. Was it two years ago that we traded for him? Yeah. No, last year. Okay. It was last year. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I get that. And I like Scott Hannon. And admittedly, it's, it's... mostly because I'm a little nostalgic for him and I liked him when he was a young player on the Sharks and but you know his numbers are not good. I mean Scott Hannon is not has not been a good defenseman in the NHL this no year. No one else would have given him a million dollars. Nobody else. He wouldn't probably not be in the NHL. He would be in the eight. I mean he'd be Ryan Whitney. But, 
Well, you you look at Ryan Whitney the, isn't right. in the well, NHL. Well, you look at some of the guys. Ryan Whitney, Henrik Tellender, uh, Tallinder just got a PTO. Like Scott Hannon's better than Henrik Tallinder. Yeah, I just I don't believe that. I mean, I th- I think that there was you know when we talked about this when it happened. Scott Hannon was kept around to be like an extra coach so that they could give him his silver stick, you know, so right. they could do all this stuff to have some some good times around. But he's played 17 games. I know there dude. is no I know, there's, there, reason. There is no reason for that. You're absolutely you're 100% right. And now that Matt Tennyson is here, I want to see Matt Tennyson play 20 games in a row. Right. Even if he is a minus 30, dude, <laughs> I don't care i don't care either i don't care he should be playing he should be playing and scott hannon god love him he's a good dude he's been a good shark twice and a good soldier and a good soldier he needs to be put on waivers and he's doing and he's doing you know exactly the job the sharks have asked him to do or don't wave him you know what don't wave him and just have him enjoy retirement and sit in the press box don't play him it's over but I think I think you know the the question has been answered as to whether this group of guys is somehow going to rebound and be in any sort of decent position for the postseason at this point. Of course, they can always go on a tear and something can happen. Oh, they will. Oh, you know they will, <laughs> yeah. dude. You know they will. And it'll probably start Wednesday night against Calgary. And it's going to kill just us. as soon as this podcast goes live. They're going to rattle off six in a row, but it doesn't change a damn thing. It doesn't change anything right. about this team and how they function as a group. It is dysfunctional. Well, dude, let's talk about another new shark, Troy Grosnick. We got an email from Sior saying, it's totally clear to me that the Sharks are not winning the cup this season. That's right, Sior. <laughs> yeah, I think it was it's pretty clear to me last season, too, actually. Uh, at, the, at the time I write this, Troy Grosnick has only played two games, but I do not think it matters. This team should focus on the young players that might become good and give them a chance right now. When Stalock is back, they should trade Niemi as fast as possible. Some, Agreed. Yeah, I, I I agree. Also, it's become clear to me that Tomas Hurdle's got potential, but is not quite there yet and needs some help with the language to progress forward as a player. What he would need is a role model that knows what he's doing and ju- and are there just to get Hurdle to be really good. My suggestion is to trade for Yarmir Yager and be open about why we'll be coming there. They're both from the Czech Republic, and Yager could help speed things up. So he proposed crazy trade, Demers and Yager, uh, or sorry, Demers and Kennedy for Yager, which you know, even though De- Demers is gone, is a ridiculous trade. Kennedy would probably clear waivers as well at this point, <laughs> and Yager is probably the best player on the <laughs> I Devils. Don't know about that. He's close. Uh, it's close. He is close. Yeah. Who would you rather have? Okay, tell me right now. Who would you rather have than Yarmir Yager on the Wait, Devils? Uh, contracts included. I'm just or saying, just a player. The, who's the best player on the Devils right now? Um. I would rather have Camilleri. Okay. <laughs> I'd rather have Camilleri. But, but got, he's how many other pl- second. How, how short is the list of players that you'd rather have I than Yarmir Yarmir on the Devils right now? I want Ryan Clough. No, you don't. No, you do not. <laughs> I want his scrambled brains. <laughs> you do not want Ryan Clough. Brains. You want Martin Havlat? <laughs> that guy's been a revelation. <laughs> Ah, uh, dude, so bad. Um, Sior, uh, no. We feel your I, pain. I, I, I appreciate this suggestion, but I don't... Uh, I agree. I, I agree with one thing. He needs some mentorship. He definitely does. And I don't think he's getting the right mentorship by the shenanigan 
situation that's probably going on. Yeah. I wonder what it's I wonder what it's like in there right now. Like it can't be good. No. <laughs> it can't be a good locker room. I just I don't buy it. And they see the wheels off the bus are round and round, dude. They're coming off. Yeah. Burrish, popular guy gone. Damaris, popular guy gone. And they're probably all just waiting. Well, when who's next? Right. Am I next? You know? Who is next, dude? Who is next? Pavs. No. <laughs> the Burrish thing probably pissed Pavs off because those guys are those guys are buds. They went to college together. Well, he's just a phone call away. I guess. <laughs> I, I, you know what? He can call his buddy and tell him to play a little bit better. Yeah, you it's, know. Yeah, it's true. T- I mean, stop taking stupid penalties. Just, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, like, no. He, I mean, Pabs is the untouchable. He's like the, you know. Is he? I mean, pretty much. You know, you, you would think so, but is there a guy who's played? I mean, Burns has played better than expected. Thornton is playing as expected. The only other player I'd say who's playing at least. As expected or above ex- expectation is Joe Pavelski. Everybody else. You look at their stats, dude, and the stats are fine, right? But the stats don't tell the the, the real story here. Well, everybody's minus. <laughs> well, right, but but I'm talking about the, the points, right? Yeah. The, the stats don't tell the story completely. You look at Marlowe, okay, 18 points in 23 games. All right, that's going to put him, you know, at around... You know, high 60s, low 70s, which is probably a slightly below average year for him, but not a terrible year. That's right. Good. It's still a good year. Yeah, it's still a good year, right? Mm-hmm. And Joe Thornton would be, you know, in the 80s right now if you're projecting that out. But uh, so on the numbers, you go, oh, well, yeah, these guys are doing great. Joe Thornton's got like a point, a, a streak of points right now, mm-hmm. you know. But the team still stinks. Yeah, the like team they, still they, sucks. They, they stink. So, <laughs> and it's not hard to know why. I mean, it's they—they they just make terrible mistakes, like consistently. Like that, the second goal against Arizona was like it was like a peewee team. It's like it was a three-on-two, and all three guys were open. It was amazing. So then, how how long can the naked picture? <laughs> Claws hold up. I think, yes, the players are the problem. And we can go round and round saying how great this coaching staff is. But at a certain point, like, I don't care that someone else would want to hire Todd McClellan. I kind of feel like I've seen enough. Like, yeah. I mean, like, he he's not trying anything new to try and fix it. He's not, you know, um, I... I Trying and we aren't at desperate measures, right? Where they're going to bench Joe or something like no, that. No. And I don't think that's going to fix anything at all. But it's not like they, you know, I mean, you're mixing and matching lines. But I just you don't see any sort of growth. All you see is regression. Yeah. So when when like, when do what they is get there held about- accountable? And when does Doug Wilson get held accountable? He's it. He's gotten worse and worse and worse. And maybe the Dylan trade, I think, is a good trade. But still, he had to. When's the last time he's eaten any salary in a deal? Yeah, well, he's over a barrel. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's. I mean, clearly, the you know, he's not in a position of strength at this point, right? He has to give up good value to get anything. A player eat salary and a pick 
for another player. Right. Yeah, that's that's not good. You know that that you see like a a move like that last year made by Florida when they traded Christopher Stieg. Mm-hmm. They trade Christopher Stieg and eat some of his salary. Basically, you know, I think they got I can't remember who they got back, but you know, yeah, those moves aren't made by teams in a position of uh, power. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. 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 I don't know where this team goes from here. I mean. You know, some nights the third and fourth lines seem okay. Other nights they seem terrible. It's just, but there's no consistency. There's a, the only thing that's consistent is they make terrible mistakes every game that seem to lead to goals. It's this basically the same problem that we've had for years in that the third and fourth line are either below average players or players who are horribly miscast as third and fourth line players. And you look at what the correct blueprint is, and you don't have to look that far when you look down at the LA Kings. Yeah. They have good third and fourth line players. They have good third and fourth line players. And that's why they get it done. And they play their role correctly. They know how to do it. They only have two more points than us, dude. Dude, I don't care. I mean, like, they're a team that if you're an LA King fan right now, you're like, uh, call me in April. <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, they, they this is... Status quo, right? I yeah. mean, whatever. I mean, yeah, they, they had a crappy road trip a couple weeks ago that they just got murdered, but they didn't have Kopitar. They didn't have Gabarik. You know what I mean? They they were in trouble on their... I'm, who, ca- I don't, who cares? The Kings, they're fine. Yeah. You really think they're, they're in the same boat as us? Oh, no. No, not at all. I mean, this not even close. I mean... And you look at the rest of the standings. I mean, Calgary, I mean, everybody's saying they're a mirage. I mean, how much longer can we be saying that? It's, I mean, they, we're 20 games in. Dude. Call I me mean, in February. Okay, but I, I'm saying, have you watched them play? No. Wait till they come to the tank on Wednesday night and, and blow the beat doors off us. Yeah, they're going to blow like, the doors off us. That is a team of young players that they're playing like they don't care. They're playing like the Avalanche did last year, they're playing way over their heads. But they they were losing to New Jersey like two nights ago and scored two empty net goals like at the end of the game. Wait, what? Calgary was losing to New Jersey and they pulled the goalie. Oh. And they scored twice at the end of the game to tie it and then they won it in overtime. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, like, they were down two, I think, with two minutes left. And they just pulled the goal and, and they won. Screw it. And then they won the game. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the kind of crap that's happening there. Right. You know? <laughs> and Vancouver has, you know, they've had a bit of a renaissance. It's not good. It, things are not good right now, dude, at all. I know. Um, and the thing is, is, we just went through a really easy section of schedule. Yeah. This is, that's the most pathetic thing about the whole thing dude i mean this was supposed to be the time where the sharks could get a little healthy and yeah i know some of these games are on the road but still i mean come on peoples like we 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 gotta beat the below 500 teams (laughs) this is their next five games dude calgary the Mm -hmm. ducks the flyers the bruins and calgary again right how are they going to navigate that like how how is that going to work out? Probably not too well. 
Probably <laughs> 10 points. <laughs> I know, yeah, exactly. Now they're going to go 5-0. and oh. <laughs> You know they will. And then will. they'll lose the home and home to Edmonton. You know they will. You know that that's exactly what's going to happen. All right. It's just, you know. I don't know. I don't know how much longer they can keep sort of stiff-arming the fan base and saying, no, it's going to be fine. Yeah. I don't buy it anymore. And based on the emails we're getting, a lot of people don't buy it anymore. Yeah. And based on attendance, too. I, the tank is not as full as it usually is. Well, why should it be? You know, I why should people pay to see a team that has no direction and no leadership? That's, yeah. you know, you, you've got people who are confused, clearly confused about what to do. And... When you are in that state, it's time for you to find some new blood, dude. Well, now till the end of the year is going to be a very interesting test because they're going to play a lot of games at home. They're going to play a fair amount of games against pretty good teams. And if they just continue to lay down, then I think there's going to be a frigging bloodbath in 2015. If this team can't at least make it respectable by the end of the year, because then it's obvious that they just don't care anymore. And then the gloves will be off. That's what I think. And then the problem is is that we'll see more deals like the Brendan Dillon trade where the Sharks get raked over the coals to get rid of some of these guys. Uh, well, yeah. I, I don't know how else it's going to happen. And and honestly, if if those are the kinds of situations that happen where you're giving up a player that's underperforming plus you're throwing in a pick to get a... NHL player that can help you now mm-hmm. and is young. It's not like this guy's 34. He's 24. Right. Right. And he could be a part of this team for the next four or five years. You put him with Lasky, you put him with Burns, you put him with Braun, Mueller. You know, you, you've got someone who can be part of the solution, right? You want to bring in people who are going to be part of the solution. Yeah. Not be a band aid. You know, if you trade Joe Thornton for, you know, uh, Michael Ryder, and <laughs> like a fifth, then you're just an idiot, right? Yeah, yeah. But if you're able to trade Joe Thornton for, you know, John Merrill and uh, a first, then you're getting like a potential top four D-man who's playing in the NHL right now and a first round pick. Then you're talking like something that, I mean, that's not a great return for Joe, but like at least you're like going, well, at least we got a yeah. legitimate NHL player. Right. You know, those are the type of deals I want to see, dude. Crazy trade from David, dude. Logan Couture for Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Would you do it? No. You wouldn't do it? No. How's, what is, how Nugent Hopkins better than Logan Couture? Yeah, it's true. That guy's been, he's been taking a bubble bath in a <laughs> puddle of losing. Like, you want to bring <laughs> that guy over? <laughs> He probably, the second he, he got traded, he'd probably weep like a baby because he'd be so excited to be out of there. Right. And then he would come over here and then he'd realize It'd that be like the opposite of the Gretzky trade. Yeah, he'd be walking in, <laughs> be walking in and Joe would pick him up at the airport with no shirt on and be like, welcome to Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your new mentor. You'd do like a ventriloquist <laughs> bit in the car. You know, I just, no. I'm, I'm worried about Logan Couture. Me too. I'm worried about him. Like- He's been very inconsistent this year, and 
I mean, the Giants just went through this whole thing with Pando, Pablo Sandoval today. Yeah. Where he left to go to Boston and, you know, the reports are that he felt disrespected by the Giants, which I think is stupid because the Giants wanted him to not be fat. Stop being fat. Stop eating and we'll pay you, you know? So, <laughs> I mean, you'd be disrespected. I'm sure he's going to love when he's hitting a buck 50, you know, uh, in Boston, and he's going to feel real disrespected by those fans. Yeah. Anyways. All the beanheads are going to throw corn dogs I wonder how Couture feels. Them. Like, I mean, yeah. being told all this stuff, and now he's still sitting here. I'm supposed to be the future face of this team, and I'm continuing. Now I'm, I'm like the number four or number five guy. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a letter and the team is going nowhere. Like, right. He doesn't have any, like he's not from San Jose. I mean, this guy sure. wears a Toronto Blue Jays hat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He didn't care about, you know, he should go to Toronto there. It's way better up there. <laughs> way better. I'm just saying they need to be careful. Like yeah. they really need to be careful. You would do that trade. You do Nugent Hopkins for Couture. You know, I, I entertained it when I, when we got the email and I looked at the stats and I'm, and I think I had an inflated uh, vision of the Nuge in my head. And you look at basically everything and he doesn't measure up to Couture. He just doesn't. And, uh, and talk about giving every possible opportunity to succeed. I mean, they had him, Everlays, you know, no. Uh, basically, Taylor Hall is the only one that's great. Yakupov was a bust, like, immediately. It's not like he had to fight for good minutes. He was getting pr- primo minutes from the first day on the job. Right. And Couture isn't. Like, Couture is sort of like, that line is getting the tougher defensive matchup than the, than the Thorn line, for the most part. And Couture still has better stats. Yeah, so no, I don't I, I don't think it's actually that close. No, Couture's a better player, dude. Yeah. But you know, I, I I wonder I wonder what moves are coming, if any at all. I, I'm hoping that this is the beginning of the end for some of this business here, dude. Yeah, we got some excited emails from Anthony and from Tracy about uh Troy Grosnick. Of course, now we have the uh, benefit of hindsight. His second start, he did not look great. Some of his goals were not great. Right. Um, you know, it doesn't mean that he sucks, but it also doesn't mean that he's, you know, Patrick Waugh either. Uh, it does mean that I want to see more of this guy. I want him to play more. You know, I mean, Niemi's sort of well into the uh, league average zone at this point. Mm-hmm. I have no idea where Stalock's at. Yeah, I thought I saw a report that he was skating, but but um, you know, that's it. It, 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 as it certainly looks like this team is not going to be any sort of cup contender at all. Maybe not even a playoff team for all we know. Then Dros- Grosnick should be playing uh, two thirds of the games, right? And, well, and- I, when Stalock comes back, I would put Stalock in there for two thirds of the games, and Grosnick in for the other third, and trade Niemi. That's what I would do. I agree, hundred percent. I mean. And this is where you hope that we talked about that flurry contract. And I, I, I will get on the roof and jump off if they sign <laughs> DME to an extension. Like right. that would just be beyond asinine if that happens. And I don't care that there's no other better options on the market 
it doesn't matter. That doesn't mean that you make a bad investment. They've they've made several of these. Plus, Pittsburgh has thirty points right now. They're leading their division. You know, they have more points than they're like fourth in the league in points, third in the league in points. I mean, Pittsburgh's in a completely different situation than San Jose. Maybe I don't agree with it, but I understand them wanting to lock up their goaltending situation and create a stable situation. If you don't like Flurry, I understand. I think they can do better. I I agree with that. But the fact is that Pittsburgh's still a really good team and they're going to be a cup contender. They're still in this cup contending situation. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And the Sharks are not. So there's no reason for the Sharks to make that stable move. You might as well just blow the thing up and go with throw your lot in with Staylock or somebody else. It doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. So I, I would you're right. I would be extraordinarily disappointed if they resigned Niemi. So, let's play amateur GM for a moment here and even though we're just 23 games in, if John, you're, a John Scott extension. If you are first order if business. you are looking at the landscape, who might be a buyer for Auntie Niemi? I'm looking at the teams that are in playoff contention. And I got to be honest, dude, I'm having a hard time finding a team that's going to be interested. I I don't I don't see one. Yeah, me either. I I don't. You look Montreal, absolutely not. Tampa Bay, absolutely not. Detroit, absolutely not. Boston, absolutely not. Toronto, maybe. 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 Right? Maybe. That's the one and, team. Right. And and you know, their goaltending situation is so in flux and you know you think they've thrown their lot in with Bernier and he's not been that good this year but um I don't know if they would be looking to make a move like that right Pittsburgh no way Islanders no right um Rangers absolutely not Washington Mm, maybe right (laughs) Maybe. maybe uh St. Louis no, probably not. No. Right? They did that last year. didn't work out no. very well. Right? They're, they're not going to do that again. Nashville, absolutely not. Chicago, absolutely not. Minnesota, maybe. I mean, that's a maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kemper has been... Eh, yeah. You know? Yeah. So if, if they're thinking they're going to make any sort of noise, they might be interested in getting a player... Who's in the last year of his deal? Right. You know, they just waived Harding. So it's like they're going with Backstrom and Kemper. Are they really going to want to go into the Stanley Cup playoffs with Backstrom and Kemper? I think I'd rather have Backstrom than the Emmy. Really? Yep. I mean, see, with Backstrom, his health is so questionable, right? Yeah. I see. I think that now, now I'm convinced that that's what's happening based on the. Uh, the previous history between these two teams, you know, they've made Fletcher yeah. and Wilson made a lot of deals. I'm calling it right now. You can replay this later on the podcast <laughs> on TDME to Minnesota for a seven. A seventh round. Under. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> no. No, they they get more than that. But I think of any team, unless unless there's an injury, that's the that's the landing spot mm-hmm. right now. You know? Yeah, dude. So, like, what what would lead you to kind of reevaluate where this team is in the next little while? Like, what do they need to do? 
need to beat Cal. Well, I'll tell you what they need to do. They need to start winning some freaking games in regulation. That's what they need to do. What would change my mind? Yeah, well, what would... I mean, of course, nothing in the next five games, even if they went 5-0, and we would chalk it up to a fluke. But, like, what would you like... What kinds of things would you like to see in order for you to put a better spin on this? I mean, they really need... If for the rest of the year, how many games are there? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 games left in 2014. They'd have to win 12 of those 15 for me to feel like this team is like, seriously, they figured it out. Like, mm-hmm. if they win the next four and then they lose two and then they split the rest, like, it's just the yeah. same thing, right? Yeah. And I don't even know if I would be fully on board if they went like 12 and three the rest of the year, because I still would be waiting. Like I'd just be waiting for them to just lose five in a row as soon as the new year rolled around. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's a, another side of this coin, dude. I just don't. Yeah. I wow. think. All right. How, how can this, I mean, are we're going to take another trip to Tahoe? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not going to be fixed. It's, the lot is cast like this, this team as a group, they don't work well together and whether it's locker room or on ice or both coaching, everything, it all stinks. And you know, you can't, I don't think anybody can dispute that. If you want to try and dispute it, you can email us at questions. at on hockey.com. I want to hear I want to hear the other side. Anyone thinks that there's some sort of rosy side to the situation. Let us have it. But I don't know how any Sharks fan could feel good right now. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of depressing, actually. <laughs> yeah, it is. Because I love hockey and I love watching the Sharks, you know. But it's hard. It's hard to watch them lose when there's no direction. Especially to I mean, how do you lose to I mean, how do you lose to Arizona? Like they they came out and they just gave up two goals and they were both terrible. You know, like. The first they were down two nothing in the first period, and then they came back and tied it. So like they kind of you know didn't completely crap the bed there. But it's like they were down two nothing to Arizona. This is a team that can't score. It's like what the hell? It's just you know it, it kills you. In Florida, what they gave up a goal in the first shift, first shift of the game, they gave up a goal to Florida. You know, and it's like this is the kind of stuff that goes on. It's just it's ridiculous. And they were down four nothing to Buffalo. It's just <laughs> it. The way they lose is just terrible. The way they it give is. up these goals is just awful. It, it's not like they're giving up. You know, they're, It's one thing to, like, you take a tough penalty and then you give a power play goal. It's like, no, it's like, like, just give up these stupid goals. Like, bad defensive assignments. Just like, hey, look, there's a trailer. He's wide open in the slot. Hey, pass it right to him. Oh, I'm going to take my time and shoot in the net. Sweet. Yeah, the, but the signs have been there. They've been there for the last 18 months. I mean, you look at what's been happening. Oh. Oh, Brent Burns is going to play forward. No, he's going to play D. No, he's going to play forward again. No, no, he's going to play D. And now, oh, he's going to play 25 minutes a night on D. He didn't play at all last year. He's going to play 25 minutes a night. He's going to be great. He's not. He's good on the in in the offensive end. Yeah, he's so he's dangerous. A minus seven yeah. in the other end. I mean, you think about all the points he's scored. I mean, a lot of them are on the power play, right? So... Yeah, defensively, not good. I don't think we should get rid of him, you know, but uh, 
I think you need some help. <laughs> you can't. You're gonna ask that guy to be your your one of your top players. You got to have a better support system around him. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, unreasonable to ask that of a player like that, and then. You know, the young players have been underperforming. Yeah. And some of them just flat out haven't gotten an opportunity to play consistently. And when they have, they just haven't been that good. But I still would rather see time again struggle than watch Mike Brown. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. That's just, I, I don't think there's anything that anyone could say that would change my mind about that. <sighs> Yeah, well, good times, dude. Good talk. <laughs> oh, it's, it's pretty irritating, dude. It's pretty I know. irritating. It is. It's it's it really is tough. So I'm I'm hoping that the listeners can cheer us up next time. And I you know, I have this weird feeling the Sharks are going to Of course, they're, they're going to muddy the waters yeah. and they're going to win like the next 3 uh, games. They'll rattle off a huge they're gonna, winning streak. They're going to beat the hell out of Anaheim, right? That's what's going to happen next. Is they're going to win, you know, they got oh, Anaheim. Ducks are scuffling a little bit. This might be the time to get them. But no, dude. Dude, I'm telling you. We're going to get we're going to get embarrassed by Calgary because Calgary they they work hard and they play with a chip on their shoulder because I think every game they, the coach must go in there and go, you know, the other team thinks you guys suck <laughs> and they believe it and they believe it. Like yeah. that team, if you're a fan of Calgary, you're sort of like, well, I thought we were going to be in the Connor McDavid sweepstakes, but I guess not. You know what I mean? Right. But they certainly, if you're Calgary, you don't do anything right. No. Oh, yeah. You don't, if you're like two points out of the playoffs, you don't make a trade. No, you don't do anything. Yeah, you don't go get uh, no. Brad Richards. You don't do no, any of that you don't stuff, do man. Anything. You just be, you let it go as it's gonna go. And if you make the playoffs, what an amazing story for that franchise if they make it the playoffs. The Brian Burke for freaking mayor, right? <laughs> but if they don't, then you have a promising future that maybe you can add a player to. I would like to see the Sharks have that sort of direction. Yeah. Okay? Like, that's that team has a direction. That team has a future. Like, you look at it and go, gosh, maybe not this year, but mm -hmm. in a couple years, that group, they're, they're pretty good. You know, that's a right. pretty good group. But two years ago, three years ago, we were making fun of Calgary because they were in a terrible position. I know. And you know what they did? They got rid of Aginla. They got rid of Camilleri. They got rid of their crap and they kept their young players and they signed some veterans that actually probably created a decent, decent culture in that locker room and they fixed it. Right. That's what the Sharks need to do. Yeah. Well, uh, let me hold my breath. <laughs> that's coming. All well, right, more the, optimism next started. week. On it Deuce has on started, and I'll tell you, it has started, and I hope they finish it. I hope this is the beginning. Start making the changes that matter now. Do it now. Do it now. I agree. We'll see you after the five-game winning streak. Ah, screw it. Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.